Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray and Brad Williams for the About Last Night podcast. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn in the house. And uh, here's the thing about Theo Vaughn. First of all, Adam, I saw you. You were obviously intimidated because now you weren't sure if you were the best looking guy in the room. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, a little nervous. Yeah, you know, Theo's a beautiful man, let's Theo, be honest. Hey, he's got a nice southern twang that uh, exactly makes you feel at ease. Yeah. Comes on in, and what a funny guy. Theo uh, has an interesting story because he was on Road Rules. Yeah. A reality show. Like when MTV first got going with reality television. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, he was like the funny guy on the show, but yeah. was still on a competition show. Right. With, I don't think any real ideas of getting into the business after that. And you and it, it, it's not like you saw him and was like, that is a star. You know, like you, like you knew he was the funny guy, but like nothing like popped out. Like, holy shit. Sure. I, I mean, I know everything about this guy. Totally. I mean, charismatic and good looking, yeah. but yeah. like you still just don't, it's, a, you know, it's a reality show. So you're just like how nobody had yet tr- uh, made the jump from that to anything big. Right. And, and they still really, uh, he's one of very few. We tried to even, you know, come up with others on the on the on the show. We couldn't. But Theo is one of our favorite comics. Uh, if you don't know his stand up, look it up. He's got a half hour Comedy uh, Central special out. He's got a CD out called. I'll look it up. No, you know, it's isn't it something about little people? Oh yeah, it's called Little People versus Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's uh, got one of the best uh, dwarf jokes yeah. ever, and that and that's coming from a professional, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Uh, if there's one thing I know, it's dwarf jokes. <laughs> I don't know what impression I was trying to do there. It just sort of melded into like Michael three Kane, different people. Morgan Freeman. Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Talk about little people versus cats. <laughs> I want to see that show. <laughs> yeah, no uh, shit, right? So, Theo, uh, you're going to love this episode. He, I mean, not only did you get a nice uh, backstory into the road rules uh, uh, world, yeah. but he, uh, he's got a new show on TBS. It's coming into its second season called mm-hmm. Deal With It, produced by Howie Mandel, where it's a prank show where they send uh, him. He and a celebrity will be in a booth. And yep. they have uh, normal people, which is the best way to do pranks. Sure. Pranking other normal people. Uh, and they ha- uh, one, one of the people has an earpiece, and the celebrity can tell the person what to say, and they have to like keep going with it. And the, they have to push and, the envelope. Yeah. It could be called push the envelope. It could be. They're pushing the envelope, and if they finally get to a point where, like, I can't keep telling my girlfriend that these girls that keep looking at me... <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, like let's say, like a, they're at a restaurant, and a girl walks in, and they're mm-hmm. like, "All right, keep flirting and making passes at these girls." And then the girl, right. and then his girl, real girlfriend who isn't in on the joke is like, "What the fuck's going on?" They're yeah. like, "Stay in it, man, for another five hundred bucks." <laughs> Cat call one of the girls right in front, you know? Yeah, and it's amazing what these people will do. And Theo is the ringmaster. It's of, amazing what people of, will do of, for of money. Thing. Yeah, it's amazing what I've done for money. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he also has this great thing called crank text, where he <clears throat> unbelievable. By the way, I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't realize how dead he is to this yeah. and now he keeps doing it I don't want to get into it too much because the stories he tells in the show are so good but uh, he, he crank text you think about what it is prank text yeah. to people he doesn't know random numbers and then you just go from there it's unbelievable Theo this episode might be one of my favorites because we laughed so much and yeah. like those are always the best when we're just genuinely uh, I mean we're always having a good time you know, and we like we're interested in, in the people we have on but um, Theo w- was uh, just you know, he brought it and, uh, Absolutely. So uh, make sure you check him out uh, on his website, see his tour dates, when he's coming to your town, and obviously watch his show when it comes out. Deal with it. In and follow him of, on Twitter. Yeah, follow him on Twitter, at, uh, at Theo Vaughn. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at Funny Brad. Uh, go, and go to my website, bradwilliamscomedy.com. I got tour dates coming up. San Antonio, Texas. I'm going to be there July 31st Yee-haw! through August. That's right. July 31st through August 3rd at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. And then uh, Tempe, Arizona. 
uh, I'm going to be there in August because my agent hates me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be in Tempe, Arizona, August 7th through the 10th. Come see me melt. I'll be at the Improv, the Tempe Improv. And then me melt is the, uh, oh, is yeah. the name of an all is, a, is an all grilled cheese Alanis Morissette <laughs> cover band. <laughs> Come see me melt. I like that. Uh, and then Dallas, Texas, I'm coming to you. Coming to Hyenas, August 14th through the 16th. How about you, Adam Ray? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Uh, all my tour dates, videos, album are on my website, AdamRayTV.com. Uh, of course, my album, Pop-Tart Suicide. You can Woo! pick it up on iTunes or Amazon. Uh, I also just put up a new sketch, a new music video, a cartoon music video. I wrote the music, sang the song. Uh, a buddy of mine animated it. I think it's fucking awesome. It is fucking awesome. Thanks, and you'll love the voice because if you listen to our intro song, you know that Adam's got a set of pipes. Thanks, man. So it all works. I should have been born in the 80s and in a uh, rock <laughs> band. Absolutely. I mean, I, by the way, people have started to impersonate the way I sing, and it's basically really? just doing something yeah, like this. Like this, yeah. all right, throw your head back. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be in Kokomo, Indiana. The Kokomo, Indiana. Fuck you. <laughs> August 7th through the 9th at the Laugh House. It's a new comedy club, uh, and I'm pumped to be there. I'm also going to be at Aces Comedy Club. Uh, in Marietta, California. In Marietta. Yeah. August 15th through the uh, 16th. Brad, Love Brad that. Love with that. Absolutely. Uh, that is a fun gig. All my people out in Marietta come. See you, Adam Wright. Thanks, buddy. Uh, and and that's, uh, that's, that's it for August. Uh, of course, if you're listening to the podcast and you're doing it on one of your apps, thank you. Uh, you can also do it on iTunes. And even if you're not doing it on iTunes, go to iTunes, uh, rate, and comment on the podcast because that helps us climb the charts and, uh, and become more uh, of a... Uh, a staple in the comedy podcast world. Uh, of course, you can listen to all the episodes on aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Right. Um, we've got a shit ton of great guests coming up. Uh, Burt Kreischer. Uh, yeah. uh, Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. Wait, no, that was last week. That was last week. <laughs> all right, yeah. I guess I just dated myself. Boy, how great was that episode? <laughs> uh, so we, uh, uh, who else is coming up? Sam Tripoli, Aaron Foley, Justin Ruppel, TJ Miller, John Stamos. That, that is happening, by that, the way. That, we keep, that is happening. We keep saying it. Yes. It is happening. It's it's going, it might be in phone call form, but, but it's happening. It's, I mean, it, I understand it being in phone call form if he's still afraid to see me in person. That's right, Stamos. I'm calling you out. What you going to do, brother, when these three and a half inch pythons <laughs> run wild out of you? You like how I had to actually look at my arms and go, yeah, it's about three and a half inch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so get all the episodes on aboutlastnightpodcast.com. And when you're on there, click on the Amazon banner. That's do right. shopping through that. Uh, we get a couple kickback dollars, and uh, that helps us to get better mics and headphones for uh, for our esteemed guests. Yeah, because people don't know this. We actually lose money doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We do. But a way <laughs> but to it's gain, but a way to gain money for you and your business is how, Brad? Ah, well, a way to gain money is to go to mymetalbusinesscard.com. The art of business is all about leaving an impression. A good impression so that people feel good and comfortable with your business. Do it with MyMetalBusinessCard.com. Not your paper flimsy business cards. Fuck that. No, you want steel. You want metal. You want something that leaves an impression. Manly. Uh, insert Tim Allen grunt here. <laughs> so how do you do this? You go to MyMetalBusinessCard.com. Custom order your own premium business card.
cards using copper, steel. You can do wedding invitations. You can do dog tags. You can have your business card double as a bottle opener. That's the one I got. My my buddy Craig, I knew him in high school. He start he started this business. It's a great business. So go over there to mymetalbusinesscard.com. Tell them the About Last Night podcast sent you, and they will give you a nice discount there. Mymetalbusinesscard.com. That's the info. That's the ad. That's the tour dates. That's the Twitter. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this very special episode of the About Last Night podcast with Theo Vaughn. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Jewish uh, people would actually love a uh, if came over, man. Really, <laughs> Brad? Yeah, I don't, dude. I don't know any Jewish midgets. I don't even know if there are any. Quite honestly, there, there, there are. You guys probably fucking <laughs> leasing them out to someone. <laughs> what like what like what like a like a rent a midget program yes, or something? I mean, just some some fucking re- some deal. <laughs> some deal. You know what I was telling uh, Brad? Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear. Sorry, I was You're Skyping good. with some Norwegian chick. Oh, shit. Well, no, and driving well, here. What? Wait, Skyping while you were driving with her? Yeah, bro. Is that, that's legal, right? <laughs> sure. I mean, Oprah I know. said anything about that's that. That's legal, right? That sounds like the new Jeff Foxworthy. Like, you say some dangerous situation. That's legal, right? <laughs> so I was drinking and driving while I was talking to my guy who's building my jet ski who's blind. That's legal, right? <laughs> it does. That's actually a good... Uh, there's actually an impersonator going around on the internet today where somebody, some guy like sang in his room with another guy playing piano. He did like 21 impersonations. I've, saw, I've seen that, that video. Good. It isn't? No. Can I be honest? Anytime I see everybody post a link, it makes me go, you know what? I'm not going to watch that. Right. Right yeah. or, or some sort of thing where it's like, he does 100 impersonations right. in 32 seconds. Yeah, it's like, what, okay. Nine of them are Kermit the Frog. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. a variation of Kermit yeah, the Frog. Yeah, it's just like, Kermit the Frog taking a shit. You know? <laughs> Kermit the Frog texting a Norwegian chick while driving. Oh, uh, uh, oh uh, is that legal? Uh, uh, yeah. oh, hi, uh, hi, hold there. Can you, uh, can <laughs> nice. you uh, show me your titties there? Wow. <laughs> By the way, Brad doing Kermit the Frog, already great. Brad doing the, yay, and throwing his tiny arms in the air. I have to. I have to, and I have to regular arms. Yeah. Give him a break. Oh, no, these are not regular arms, really? bro. They're, they're, dude, they're jacked, man. They don't even straighten. Well, yeah, they're they're jacked arms. Yeah, but you don't need, I mean, I straighten mine. It does nothing for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got, I, I got tiny arms, which, but they fit my body, great. and, yeah. like, it means I can do a no, fuckload we of push-ups. About, we're talking about Brad's sweet are ass. Are we already on? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's how we get going. Man. That's fine. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Brad's uh, sweet ass. We we're talking about because in Brazil, um, he just we were... got back. Huh? Yeah, yeah. He just got back from the World Cup. That was insane. Why do we talk about your? We, we're talking about all these World Cup stories, and then we got on your ass for a minute. Why are we talk? What, what was the? <laughs> what Brazil. was the tie-in? But Brazil well, ass cheeks. Yeah, just the fact that I have just about as sweet of ass as all those Brazilian <laughs> chicks walking around in thong bikinis. Like, if you had the option of looking at many of those asses or my ass in like maybe some booty shorts, you would absolutely choose my ass. I might. I mean, I would certainly consider. I'd love to see them up next against each other. <laughs> I would love to see a side by side coke. 
versus Pepsi What about Challenge? Germany's up 6 nothing right now, right? In the they, first seven minutes of the game. First 30 minutes of the game. I think Jesus, it's 6 nothing. Dude. Yeah, you know, the Germans, uh, we sort of steamroll Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> we just sort of come in there and uh, they're like, Crystal knocked. By the way, that's Kermit the Frog Nazi style. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't Kermit know the frog it's Kermit anymore. I think it's just a Nazi. Hi, ho there, everybody. Yay. It's just a Nazi. It's a Nazi at the beach. Getting a little sweaty here. That's a Nazi at the beach. Pretty sure that was a one-act play by David Mamet that uh, didn't really that that didn't really go that far. Oh, Nazi at the beach! I saw Waiting for Guidette recently in uh, Jersey. Hey, Tabitha. This bitch ain't showing up, Joey. (laughs) I know a lot of people don't know how smart that joke was, but it it was very good, dude. Thank you, man. Mad props to you, sir. Mad props to you guys, man. Big fans, obviously, both of you guys. And uh, sorry I'm late. Dude, no, you're fine. We've uh, we've been wanting to have you for a while because we were just pulling up some of your uh, stand-up, too, because I want to play. When there's people that come on that that are like some of my favorite comics, I want people who are listening who may... I was just talking uh, with the, uh, Sebastian uh, Mascalco about this, about how just how, like how many uh, great comics there are that some people just uh, because of whatever reason, like some people who have uh, this mindset of like, if I don't see them on a sitcom, right. I don't know they do stand up. Well, there's yeah. tons of great comics that a lot of people don't know. Um, and so I like that America play. doesn't know. I mean, I would even say three of them are at this table. You know? <laughs> hey, man, not yeah. to judge us or unjudge us, right? Exactly. You know, not to say that we don't have our, you know, all have our pockets of fans, and that we haven't, you know, garnered a lot of fans by going around the uh, sure. the country and performing for people. Yeah, but. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're not absolutely. Names. And it's funny because I I tell people because I got friends that like say, hey, I, you know, th- uh, I'm thinking about going to a comedy club, or whatever. Who should I go see? And I always give them this advice. I say, look down the list of comics that are coming to the town. Look look for the name that you don't know from a movie or a sitcom or something, and then right. go see that person because they're there because they're funny. Right. They're not there because they just had a movie that came out in the last week. That's a good week. point, actually. I mean, and I'm going to keep saying that until I'm that guy that has the TV show <laughs> or movie and say, oh, no, de- 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 definitely go see the TV show or the movie guy. <laughs> Absolutely. But you got a TV show now. You're kicking ass. Yeah. TV show, man. I mean, yeah, I'm certainly happy. Yeah, I mean, I love my job. Everything is great. But, I mean, I'm still like, uh, as far as the comedy spectrum goes, you know, I'm still like. You always want more. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll be the guy, you know, I go to a club somewhere and maybe I have, you know, like an extra. I'm not selling out places. You yeah. Know? yeah. We're not at the but level I mean, where that's happening. Yeah, but, I mean, when does that I mean, ever ha- happen? happen? I mean, even uh, I guess if you're on, like if like Brad Garrett, when at the height of Everybody Loves Raymond, could probably sell out most places. You would think, but maybe not. Like maybe he goes to fucking Nashville, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Fuck, who's this fucking Brad Garrett motherfucker?" Right. Like you know, just yeah. Brad uh, Garrett. Uh, yeah, he's a cop. He's that, not a comedian. That's you're something like, we yeah. actually. <laughs> you mean Raymond's brother? <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell? See, I didn't. I want. I want. I want to go see Raymond's brother. I want to go see Raymond. Yeah. When Raymond's gonna come to town? Well, some people believe that sitcoms are real too. Like I'll call. Oh, that's crazy. When I, I remember, I used to call home. My step parents would be like, uh, "Well, you know, Darm and Greg are doing this," and I'm like, "You know that like they were not. people, yeah." <laughs> Like, yeah, they were updating on yes. old classmates. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on? Like, well, I don't know if you know, but Norman Gray. Or, <laughs> you know, Jerry and, like, and Elaine are uh, dating yeah. again. Yeah. You know? You're like, <laughs> the fuck? On NBC? I mean, <laughs> what is that? It's, 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 those crazy Winslows, they've got this neighbor that always comes over and fucks up their shit. I don't know. they got to put up a fence or a door lock or something. <laughs> he's always saying, did, did I do that? I think he's got autism. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's but stupid. hey, uh, so you grew up in Louisiana. Yeah, man, I'm a Louisiana, Louisiana guy. What is that like to grow up in, and how do you get to find that you're funny in Louisiana? Like, what about... I mean, I was just such a meek child, I think. Just very, you know, just like such a meek little 
feeble child <laughs> that, like, my best friend was the other skinniest kid at our school. <laughs> oh, my God. So you guys, and like, two you guys, toothpicks hanging yes. out. You guys saw each other across, across the lunchroom with your celery sticks and yeah, just like, kind of yeah. held up like a white Like, powder. we had each other's backs, <laughs> what there was of each other's back, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and we just became buddies. And then, like, yeah, I was just, like, the meekest kid. So if you, don't, if you can't fight, then you just got to, like, say really funny shit. Yeah. And then when people try to fight, you have to lay on the ground and kick at them. And that used to be, that was my move. Wow. So did you get picked on a lot? Uh, I mean, I was always start picking on people too. Like yeah. I would say yeah. stuff. You're you know? a smart ass, but yeah, I was a smart ass. So like mm-hmm. I would make fun of like the you know the bullies or the idiot. You know, That's awesome. Just mm-hmm. totally talking smack, and I was pretty good at at that. Like, what would you like? Give me an example of like if you can remember like a bully. First of all, that's how you get respect in the school. If you're going after the bully and you're half his size, right? Yeah. And you're just like, and and people are laughing at the shit you're saying. Like you're the fucking you're in. But I got beat up too, and still wouldn't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's me as well. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the guys, like guys just beating on me. I'm like, that all you got, pussy? Like, you know, like I would just yell out, like you're hitting a midget. I'm pretty sure that's a hate crime. <laughs> he just keeps hitting me. You have to though. Like, yeah. What do do? Like, what do I do? Fight back? I can't. Like, I can't physically beat him up. Like when I was a uh, when I was a fat kid and. And they would make fun of me. Like, I would be running around the bases during kickball, and one kid nicknamed me Jello Jiggler as Ooh, I was I like bouncing that. around the thing. Which we used to, oh, I which can we, see that. Which, yeah. we, which we've said, yeah, very, very. Wearing the, the exercise the t shirt. Uh, <laughs> the tight mesh sweatpants. Yes. Yeah, sweaty hair. And, like, he would make fun of me, so then I would grab my tits and start licking them. Uh, as he was, no, I'm just kidding, dude. No. But, like, I'm saying, I would, like, you'd ha- you have to go along with it. Sure. And not just take it, because that's how you, A, start to get that respect and also get. Stronger, right? From not just taking the abuse? I guess, man. I was just, I mean, in our home, like, there was no, like, there was no unity between family. The the only Mm -hmm. thing we did was make fun of each other, like, at home. Nice. There was never, like, it didn't matter if it was your birthday, if it was, I was just, the goal was to get other people to cry at dinner. In a playful way, because everybody just generally hated each other. Because everybody just generally hated each other. Wow. So it It was was just like, you had no choice but to be a comic. Yeah, like you had to just like, and the best was if you get somebody to cry when they had a mouthful of food, because (laughs) they can't swallow or really cry 100%, so they're just like, and their inability to swallow, yes, it's just, and they have to keep their mouth open because they have to let the, you know, the crying sounds in and out, so like, that was like, so just, you know, being in the of that environment was just constantly. What's just the worst thing? About, smack. It sounds like maybe a spinoff from um, of uh, uh, Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> what's the What's the worst food to be have a mouthful of while you're crying? Oh, meat usually <laughs> because you, it takes a while to chew it, and you can't just like you can't chew and cry. So you're yes. constantly oh, splitting the difference. Yeah, yes, you're then constantly you splitting, the difference. splitting the difference. <laughs> then you got to do the sad chewing, and, that, and that, <laughs> yeah. that's just not Yo, fun. Yeah, you, you could host that show, man. You, <laughs> we've got true. Bob. Bob, we got a plate full of mashed potatoes and Kobe beef. And we're, we're going to have you take yeah. two bites and then pull up some, some photos of your children who burned in that car fire in 2006. If you can finish that mouthful of Kobe beef in under five minutes, you're going to win a Jewish Dessert. midget. A Jewish midget. Come out there. Fresh from Brazil, a tan Jewish midget. Tan Jewish midget, man. That's what, that's what I'm So you're totally about. okay with talking about being a little person. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with it. And okay. you, let, let me say this. Yeah. A lot of people do dwarf jokes, and sometimes comics do them, and then they come to me like, hey, man, is that okay? Whatever. Like, I- I'll tell you this. The only midget jokes that offend me are bad midget jokes. Yep. And your first of all, your album is called Little People Versus Cats. Yeah. Which is just awesome. Well, I saw two cats attack a little person in Hermosa, and that's just been on my heart ever since then, honestly. <laughs> and you wanted to, like, start a charity or something? I didn't know what to do. I just felt, and I was like, are you okay? And he was just so busy fighting them off that there was no... 
real. Yeah, like maybe we should have like a Sarah McLaughlin commercial with like midgets and like That's cats so just hopping on us. I will remember you, fucking tabby. Yeah. <laughs> but like you have like a six minute bit. Yeah, on, man. On, like on and, and like some people just do like maybe two dwarf jokes and then they lay off it. Like no, you kept the pedal to the metal and you Burn. just kept going you twisted every joke out of that premise like and I, I, as as a dwarf comedian i'm sitting there going fuck why didn't i write half of that shit <laughs> that, was, that, that was good uh anyone just go up there and uh, youtube uh little people versus cats or just buy the damn album and, yeah where, yeah, yeah what is your album uh, albums on youtube uh, it's on uh, itunes it's just called little people vs cats and i mean it's <laughs> and your half hour specials on itunes right to, yep to get? it's on uh, itunes it yeah, have a name you gotta if name. you haven't seen the other stand up dude you're like not only is your delivery and your style and your writing great, but like I don't some your wordplay with some shit. Like we were just will you pull up that uh Yeah, I got it right here. Uh I don't know how you like the first time I saw you I think was at the improv and you had uh uh I can't even remember the fucking joke, but it, it was like you the way that you like kind of um use some of these words and like the misdirection on stuff i was just like i didn't see anything coming yet i was completely on board with what you were talking about and it was just like uh thanks man uh do you mind if we play a quick clip? yeah it was a quick yeah sounds good to me man it was killing time <laughs> something on television it was like a public service announcement you know and it's like you gotta help these kids you know and they show these kids and something's wrong with them and it's like they're sewing pants for a penny a day in sweatshops and i'm like well if they're sewing pants and they need help like, why doesn't one of them sew a message for help into some pants? <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> it really is. But no one else in America, that would just be like a new fashion statement. <laughs> like, oh, do you like these new um, thirsty jeans? True that. This is the best one. Oh, a lion ate my brother. Ed Hardy? No, Fed Hardly. Oh, my God, dude. Harley, how does your brain fucking work to think of it's that just shit? a bunch of rhyming i mean i'm more of just like a describer i think and like a rhymer and more of a word guy than i think i actually am a joke writer you know i'm up okay. there just describing stuff to the end like yeah. that's why i don't come up with a ton of premises like you said i mean i'm probably like i, I mean i've created like four premises about 10 years ago and i'm still just writing jokes based off of them <laughs> like i refuse to write another premise. Yeah. <laughs> so i don't know if i know anymore <laughs> like all i know about is meeting gays for the first time mm -hmm. child molesters <laughs> um seeing that fella get attacked by those cats <laughs> this dude masturbated on my arm in a movie theater the first time i ever went what what on accident all right keep Wait, going like, we're gonna come back to that Wait, like a porn movie theater or, no. okay okay we'll, we'll go back to hit. it <laughs> and then uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, that's really. So you're it. just trying to just squeeze the the juice out of all those. Well, yeah, I, I, that's I think, all I know about. Like every day I yeah. wake up, I don't think about anything else except for like those four or five things. Well, I think well, I think the guy already squeezed the juice out in his arm, and that and <laughs> that, that was the problem Jesus. with it. Brad, this is a kid show. Oh, I'm is sorry. It? No, <laughs> we're, uh, we're Stephen Kramer Glickman. <laughs> You will be. There you We're go. We're trying to get that Disney audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a wild child. Yeah, dude, he's the king of the Disney fucking... He's a wild child. Stephen if you don't Glickman. know what we're talking about, Stephen Kramer Glickman, uh, yeah. who will be on this show, um, is a comic, and uh, then, Jacques, and then uh, he got a part on... Big Time Rush. Big Time Rush, which apparently is like... Huge Disney new, channel Like, hit. is bigger than Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, yeah. and now he's got hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers, and they're probably all under the age of 15. He said he makes love to single moms around the country like a champion. 
Okay. See, now we all have to be Disney stars. <laughs> why can't I? Why can't my yeah, role you come have the back? Best chance. Yeah. <laughs> I've already been on one Nickelodeon show. I was oh, on. I, I was on something called Sam and Cat. Oh, you could you could have been on that again. Exactly. I mean, granted, my character didn't speak English, but whatever. They could bring me back. <laughs> How fucked up is that? It's a little Russian. <laughs> it was like they made me. They, they they told me to make up a language. So I'm like oh, there in the audition, cool. like eats me rock, the vapel eats the cool, and I'm I'm saying shit like that, and they're like, oh. It's perfect. Like, <laughs> and then, like, I got like messages on Twitter, like, "Is that an actual language? Is that like the language of your people?" <laughs> like, we don't have a fucking language. What do you think? Like, midgets just hang out and go, "All right, all the, all the tall people are gone." <laughs> <laughs> No, fuck you. Oh, shit. All right. Yo, that, uh, that's going in the act. That is so funny, man. That's, that's great, yeah. Sometimes when I see Japanese people, I'll, like, mm-hmm. try to, like, make a sound and see if it's a word for them, you know? Like, I'll be like, tell me if this is something. I'll be like, who you? I'm like, that has to mean the, the girl baby dies. It doesn't? It's that's got to be the movie was great. In some sort of a, like at night, maybe? Maybe that's just a nighttime <laughs> <laughs> I also like Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I think like Germans kind of, like kind of like that too, where you just have to sound angry. Yes, where he's like or something like that, and you're like some Germans like I do not know why you're saying this to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not know why you're insulting me in that nature. <laughs> Yo, uh, another one of your premises that uh, you've created into a fucking uh, juggernaut is the crank texting stuff. And yeah, dude. That's uh, when I first. I think when we first started becoming chums, and you were like doing that. I think you were just getting going with that. Yeah, you that guys shit are, is. You like, guys are buddy and buddies in England, chums. What the hell is that? <laughs> hey, yo, we're yo, oh, chum, you know, you come <laughs> over here, my mate, right there. Hey, chum uh, is crank. a very endearing term, man. Good really day, sir. Yeah, day with the crank texting, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're right home. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, it's like, tell tell the audience what where right. that. First of all, uh, your fascination with pranking people. Yeah, I mean, I'm just is... always like pranking people. I guess just because I mean, it probably goes back to just growing up in that house and just everybody just would you prank your family with people all the time? You were screwing with everyone, you know. Like I would prank because every... making somebody cry is not so isn't like I would turn the gas on like at school, like in our science class, <laughs> and like leave it on over the weekend, you know. And like I don't know if that's a prank or attempted arson. <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. Detective <laughs> Williams. Um, but then we come back in on Monday and like they would be like, all right, you know, we had to like everybody had to leave out of the school in the morning until they like you know figured out that it was just somebody left the gases on. And then like so I was all fired up. I'm like, here we go. You know, this is the action, right? Yeah, you right. see the payoff, right? And then uh, they're like, who could have done this, right? And I was always like, I, saw, I think I saw someone like leaving the. Late in the afternoon, you're like a vague thing, you know? Right. And then, like, I'd get, like, a couple of shy kids, and we'd all be in the office, and, like, and then the principal would leave, and I'd be like, if you fucking did it, you better say something, dude, because I'm not going down with this bullshit, you know? <laughs> And they'd be like, uh, Like, son of a woman uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd be like, all right, sir, look, we'll all take one day of suspension, is because, obviously, somebody here is guilty, but, I, you know. And so I would, like, and then that way I'd get a day off of school, I'd relax. Dude, you and the these system. other kids, I actually kind of boosted their street cred a little bit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So you took like the nerds and was like, "Hey man, yeah, you won't. You'll be sent home and you'll be suspended one day, but yeah, but you come you back tomorrow. The like, you're, you're like good at handy like in fun. science. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it might be on fire, but <laughs> it might be a steaming hand job. You might get your bunts and burn, brother. <laughs> Finally, 
did you like the Robin Hood of fucking taking losers to cool people? I think, it, I mean, something like that, man. I mean, maybe in a way, you know, in just a dark way, though. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. All right. So, you, so pranks yeah, I like school. pranks. So then one day I get a random text message on my phone. It's from a person that I don't know, right? And they have right. the wrong number. And uh, at what point had texting been around? Had this this was uh, five years ago. Okay. okay. And so this girl says, "Hey, it's Wanda," and I was like, "Wanda who?" And she's like, "Duh, Wanda, your cousin." And I don't even have any cousins, right? <laughs> Both my my mother's was the only child. My father's siblings out off in fifties from the war, and actually one of them got got eaten by sharks. <laughs> what <the> Ironically, <laughs> uh, but what happened was I was like, "Holy shit, maybe I want a cousin." You know, maybe Obama's got the new like you get a cousin program, right? <laughs> Look under your chairs. You get a cousin. You get a cousin. Everybody gets a cousin. Wait, was that Obama doing Oprah? Like, he yes. delivers that you get a cousin as Oprah. Yes, exactly. Or he bring an Oprah for it. Or uh, then you, you have, a, yeah, Kermit the Frog comes in. <laughs> you get a cousin. Everybody gets a cousin. Yay! Wow. Everyone's happy, especially yeah. the people in Arkansas. What? Okay. <laughs> the joke, state's whatever. depleted. They had to fucking all sign up for this. It was like the draft. <laughs> Yeah. They need cousins. <laughs> Not, I'm a cousin. I'm oh, a cousin. shit. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm it. Um, so then anyway, I texted her back. I was like, what's yeah. up, girl? You know, and she and I texted her for like six months. You know, and then I had like Holy a new god nephew named Damari. And like life was beautiful. <laughs> so you, you, know? didn't even, you didn't even se- you hesitate to get in, involved in the conversation. Yeah, I was like, this is great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have something to do. Like I was out on the road a lot. I was like, I have something to do. And so then I just took my number and went up like 200 digits. The next 200 numbers and just texted all of them like the same my number ends in 0167 i texted 0168 all the way up through like you know 0368 or whatever 200 mm-hmm. numbers and said hey it's allison and so then somebody writes back like allison so-and-so from blah 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 and i was like everybody yup. knows an allison right yeah and it's some guy was like and i was like yup and he's like hey i'm gonna be in town tomorrow night why don't i come over and bring over some wine right oh my god and i'm like that's a great idea you're setting the booty yeah, and I was like, why don't you bring over some tacos and a couple bags of ice? You know, let's do this, you know? By the way, not all of them were probably that nice no. softball love. Some of them were like, Allison, huh? I've been looking for you, bitch. Right, yeah. Like, you know, oh, so- some of them are crazy. Some of them are like, you know, 95% of them go to no- end up in nothing, okay, you know, cool. confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then, like, next thing you know, this guy goes over to this girl's place, and he's got tacos wine and tacos and, and, and ice. <laughs> so at least if there's going to be a rape, there's going to be, like, a little party first, you know? But, I mean, and then, like, want. she doesn't live there anymore, apparently, because I don't know either one of them, okay. you know? Right. So, so you say, bring over this, and then he texts you, hey. Hey, I'm here. Uh, just knocked on your door. Do you still live in the same Holy unit number? I'm a little shit. confused. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm on the fourth floor. Thought I just met your roommate because he leaves me voicemails. Then he's like, hey, I'm out in the car. I guess you <laughs> fell asleep. I'll uh, I'll give you a buzz tomorrow. Wait, he, he's leaving you voicemails. Is your outgoing message like, Nothing. hey, it's, oh, okay, so Blank. it's just that you've reached this number? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So then I was like, oh, this is great. So then I just started texting thousands and thousands of numbers. I mean, I've texted 40,000 numbers on my phone. Holy shit. I'm in an art discussion with this girl right now. I text. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hey, what's up, right? And then, yeah. so she goes, I don't know who you're looking for, but this is Deanna and a female phone, so I'm guessing you have the wrong number. This is a new thing where I text people, and then I tell mm-hmm. them I didn't text them, right? <laughs> so then I write back, what are you talking about, lady? <laughs> she goes, I got a text from your phone saying, hey, brother, uh, I was just letting you know you must have the wrong number. I said, you need to chill with all that bullshit. I never, <laughs> I never texted you. <laughs> So then she doesn't respond, right? So two days later, I write, did you hear me? I never texted you. <laughs> then, on, then she goes, the then, why are we, or then why are you texting me now? <laughs> I said, I'm just letting you know so you can get your facts straight. 
<laughs> she goes, okay, question mark, question mark, question mark. I said, all right, here, just try and know who you are texting from now on. I suggest using a contacts app or a Rolodex if you have an old one. Also, maybe keep a call log by your phone. Shots fired. She goes, let's use common sense. How did I get your number in the first place? Because somebody texted me from your number and I texted it back. It might not have been you who texted me from your phone, but somebody sure did. I don't even know where your area code is from, nor do I know anyone who has that area code. So we agree. Neither of us know each other. So just stop texting. I said, I'm not texting you, idiot. And now you are saying that I texted your number completely out of the blue for no reason. That's erroneous. As I kindly suggested, nice. one, keep a call log and write down what calls you make. Two, get a contacts app to keep your contacts updated. Three, old school Rolodex. Your parents or grandparents may have one. And a bonus idea is let a friend or family number know who you call. Holy shit. And so anyway, this is the word erroneous because yeah. it definitely makes you sound smarter. So this right. is still going on right now, so we'll see where it ends. But I would just, uh, I mean, uh, so many conversations. I would text numbers in Mississippi and Louisiana and Alabama and say we're having Civil War reenactments who wants to be in them and people submitting photos and <laughs> for the Battle of Shiloh that never even existed in the first place. Oh, God. Dude, wh- and like at any time, like especially in that uh, last one where you're we're reading, these people could just stop yes they, they just not respond to you but we're but lonely we all want a little bit of human connection i was just gonna somebody. say yeah. I think that's where a lot of people staying actively into it like they're it's a like the, that girl you might have nothing going on right and that's like her getting some beef with you is now something to talk about for two right. weeks right. to somebody <laughs> yeah. she, now she has a reason to call diane <laughs> who she hasn't seen in six years because she's like you're never gonna believe what happened <laughs> you know <laughs> this guy just texted me i mean and, and, and if that, you google my number there's so yeah. many complaints against it it's absolutely can you insane. get like in you can't get in trouble with the law with this guy. i don't think so i mean prank i've done enough i mean yeah. i was in a relationship for six months with a man pranking who thought is I was, illegal wait, yeah, wait pranking is not illegal. wait what you were in a relationship for with six a man months? for six months you thought i was just stuck in a mental health facility in shawnee oklahoma and i could only text <laughs> i uh what the fuck? i can't even tell you the things i've been through the journeys i've been down i mean i had a guy who offered to get rid of my girlfriend's baby i've had a man offer Holy to buy shit. guns and grenades on easter and i had to bring over tear gas to his place and check it out and theo you gotta write a book well i mean what uh, yeah you gotta I mean, write you have to do an audio book are you kidding me you tell uh, you have just referenced six different stories that yeah. I would like to hear the entire beginning to end of. Right. And an audio book, huh, about it? Yes, dude. Audio book. Are the you whole kidding thing, me? Whole, audio books like, are perfect. the shit. That's yeah. it. Dude, I, Saget's new books, Fitzsimmons, Tina Fey, because mm-hmm. they're doing it. And your fucking voice and delivery on these stories is what makes it great. Reading them would be great, too. But hearing you do it, you for sure got to do yeah. it. As we know, right. reading's for losers, so we got to do the <laughs> audio book. <laughs> yeah, but it's just more, much more entertaining. It's, and it's in the podcast realm. I'm I mean, if you just set up and you have a little bit of music in bet- behind, like, each story, like, the, the mental health one, like, even as if you're, like, like those old school fucking uh, radio plays. Right, like, right, you know, right, right. That's kind of, oh I'm my telling God, you, man. Great. I mean, yeah, but, maybe a good audio book. And we'll just put it all into one book. Yes. Yeah. I mean, right like now, six they can stories, find And you have volume one. And then you yeah. see how that does. And you save, you know. And then as you keep doing it. Oh, I have a thousand conversations. That's what I'm saying. You, maybe you put. Like six on the first one, because that's like so that you can really like maybe one Get story the cat is hard. Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe one story is thirty. Maybe it's maybe one's an hour. But yeah, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and uh, and but b- before you have the book out, uh, they are all available on the website. What cranktext? Yeah, most of them are cranktext.com. I mean, a lot of them are on there, and you know, I update it usually like every probably week, week and a half. Oh, so so you you're still doing this? I'm still doing it, but I also have tons from my old. I had an old website, and then the new website is now mobile, right. so you can share it. So like, I'm just re pushing them over there. But it takes a long time to. 
do. It's like I don't have, you know. Yeah. I got to hire somebody to do some of it, and it gets expensive. Now you're when, hosting a fucking show. You can't. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Man. Deep, now, when you're sort of involved that much in pranking, is that sort of how you get involved with Howie Mandel and the whole? Yep, that was deal exactly. With the yeah, thing? I'd done this pranking for four years to uh-huh. no like fiscal avail, and then right, you're just doing it for fun. Right? Yeah, and I was hosting this show for Yahoo, like a daily show, and yep. the next thing you know, they brought me in, and those two worlds kind of collided, and then I had a job hosting a pranking show. And so it's funny the things you think that aren't going to pay off or don't have an end, right? Do you know? Yeah, so that I mean, because you that, were just doing shows it people. for your own enjoyment, right? I was doing it. Hopefully, I mean, we tried to but sell yeah, it as a show one time. Yeah, something in the back of your head knew that, like, you had a knack for what you were doing, and and, and that was a, definitely an original thing that you were doing, and that there's a use for it in some regard because the right. entertainment value. I mean, was you, there. Yeah, because I'm sure every, every person you told, like what you just did us, probably responded the same way where they, when you probably pick up on that to be like, all right, there's got to be an avenue for this. Yeah, there's got to be something there, you know. And mm-hmm. this thing takes a lot of time. Like, sure, you can do a lot of these other prank things where you get a couple of lines and stuff like that. But this took, I mean, some of these conversations, would, you know, took many, many months. I mean, yeah. I'm still fielding constant. I'm in, involved in so many different facets of people's lives. Real quick, the guy in the mental hospital, when you had to break it off with him. He's a, he's a, he's a bag boy at Ralph's, man. I'll rat this, <laughs> this cat. Wait a out. minute, but what, but what? How six months, dude? Like I'm trying to think of how it ended, man. It ended. Uh, save it for the book. Save it for the fucking. Yeah, I'll save it for the yeah, book, yeah. man. It'll be yeah, out there. but that's it's incredible. Uh, so, so Howie Mandel uh, must have because he's known for being a giant prankster. Yeah, that guy must have loves to prank. He 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 what you were doing was crazy money, and he loves to prank. So I mean, he bought like he's had some crazy pranks. I've heard, you know. So how do you sure. even meet him? And what's that mean? Um, he, I, first I met the people who had bought the concept from an Israeli show. They bought the concept of it. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it was the same production company that made Homeland for Deal With It as the show. Wow. And so then, That's kind of opposite ends of, yeah, of the spectrum. Yeah, crazy, right? I think that's right. like their two hit shows was Deal With It and, and Homeland. It's amazing. It's quite a resume. Yeah. And then next thing you know, like this Howie and this other production company got the rights to it. And then I didn't meet Howie until the first day of production. I just met his oh, wow. assistants and his partners. Okay. And it was a little weird, but I mean, I had a bunch of stories to tell because of this crank texting and everything was chill. And I think I just interviewed like some cool people for Yahoo, like Aaron Paul or something. So I had like just mm-hmm. some fun stories to tell. Yeah. So I probably seemed hip. There you go. And uh, that was it. And then the, and then th- this show deal with it for those uh, who aren't watching the show. Second or season. Ha- already come yeah. back In the fall. Yeah. We just got to pick up a, an additional 10 episodes for so our second season. Great, awesome. And so. this is not your average prank show, nope. hidden, hidden camera prank show, because the, the people doing the pranks are not actors or not celebrities. Right, no. They're people yeah they're just straight up street thugs and regular people which is to me always the best route to go yeah because if somebody you're gonna get the most honest reactions and the situation is always gonna seem plausible because um it's plausible real people don't know how to uh, do anything turn it up yeah Yeah, and, and, and make it seem not like, I remember I saw one. Well, explain, like, so what happens, basically. So, say it's, like, you and Brad go into a restaurant, yeah. and uh, the... Uh, Dude, we're the, already on season two. I like this. The valet mm-hmm. comes in and says, right. oh, that would be funny to have both you guys in, huh? Incredible. Are you yeah. kidding me? Uh, hopefully, they'll let me have some more, you know, comics and friends in. I mean, to, maybe, to we'll, point, maybe we're gay lovers. To the point. <laughs> I'll fucking... I'll, I'll squeeze that ass for TV. <laughs> Why not? I mean... <laughs> Done uh, it for free. Or you could just be yourselves and just... Or yeah. Well, I mean, which is gay lovers, <laughs> so it's fine. I, I mean, feel you, bro. Listen, don't don't judge, man. Hey, that, that, that that's one more thing from your uh, the first time you meet gay people, bit <laughs> that you can squeeze a little more out of. Hey, guys, you, you ever seen a Jew grab a midget's ass before? I've done it, and it was very sensual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that shit. I hit the craps table right after. <laughs> that's what this crackhead said one time. I was with, with a buddy of mine, and we saw this crackhead, and my buddy was making fun of him, and this dude walked up, man, like a man, and looked mm-hmm. my buddy in the eyes, and he said, I am a crackhead. He said, but don't knock it till you rock it, bro. That's what he said to him. Straight up. 
Don't knock it. And, and he uses a pun? Yeah, and he uses a pun. <laughs> with the rocket part? I didn't think about that. Reverencing yeah, crack? Don't knock it to maybe he, Or maybe he was wearing a rock t-shirt. <laughs> Who knows? That's true. Uh, all right, so Brad and I go into a restaurant. So you guys go into a restaurant, and the valet comes up and says, uh, Brad, you're, uh, we couldn't park your two-seater motorcycle. It won't start, right? Okay. Um, and you're like, oh, shit, okay. You're like, I'll, I'll come out there. So, Adam, you're sitting at the table ordering water or whatever. We're in cahoots together, you, you're right? No, you guys have okay. no clue that okay. you're on a prank show. So you're saying oh, okay. we're the people who are on being pranked. Yes, okay. you guys are the people that are being okay. pranked. So you okay. come in, and then, Brad, you walk out, and you're the valet. You're like, what? And then the valet's like, come over here, and that's where I am with a celebrity guest, and we're like, hey, mm-hmm. Brad, do you want to be on a game show right now for $5,000? Uh, we're going to put an earpiece in your ear. You can go back out. We're going to start telling you things to do. The more you do, the more money you make. Um, wow. But if Adam finds out you're on a prank show, at all, yeah. then the game is over. So you got to do the stuff, but you got to keep it cool enough and normal enough where it doesn't seem crazy. It can seem crazy, but he can't realize it's a show. Right. And you can't admit it. You can't get to a point to where you feel bad for your friend. That no. Like, yeah. You can say, I can't deal with it, and the game will end, and you keep what mm-hmm. you've earned. But most people want to push their luck, you know? So that's the game right there, and then we just start telling you things to do. And it's so <clears throat> fucking incredible to watch, because like, you see some of these couples. You guys do a lot of couple stuff. Yeah, a lot of couples, and we'll be like, alright, now you have to tell your husband oh, that man. the baby isn't his, right? <laughs> And, and they push each other. Some of these dudes yeah. like want that money, and like the girls walking out and hitting him, and he's like, and you, and then you're cutting back to you being like, stay in it, motherfucker. <laughs> know, yeah. like, don't deal with this shit. I know you got to stay in there, Playboy. And and, and, and and they do, and it's it's just amazing. And I love the concept because, like you say, you take you you take someone that didn't know that they were going to be on a game show. Right. They didn't leave the house, and they didn't hint anything. They haven't dropped any notes that they that this might be set up. No. And all of a sudden, when they come back from the bathroom or the whatever they're on thing. a game show they're on a game show and yeah, they're they from zero to game show like and, that. and they and they have to make that work uh i saw a clip uh you had uh tom green on mm-hmm. and uh you got a girl that's out to dinner with just one of her girlfriends getting uh, boxes of men's used men's underwear, underwear yeah <laughs> delivered to the table and, and tom green's like all right now sniff them <laughs> and enjoy it and this woman like pulls out the other one goes Oh, I love underwear. And, and you're, like the friend's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Meanwhile, Tom Green was smelling my dick just to go along with the scene, you know, just to be in the moment. You know, he's a method actor. Your dick is in my face. Your dick is in my face. Uh, but yeah, crazy. That same day, actually, we had a father-daughter, and we're like, all right, now you have to tell the daughter that you're going to be leaving the mother, right? Oh, my oh, God. And the dad, and he can say, I can't That's deal with That's where we're at as a country, by the way. Yeah. We want to watch that. And, and the dad's like, how much money? <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, all right, touch your chin if you want to keep playing he touched his chin we're like oh shit this is about to get That's awkward intense. you know and i had my bible with me during that one it was because <laughs> this is breaking down here's here's why you're a great host for this too because yeah. you the ins and outs of pranks you've also seen the worst case scenario in some of these things so you also have a um i feel like you can't ever get too like that's a pretty sensitive situation right but you've but you just fucking were in a six-month relationship with a mental health patient <laughs> right so you know you've seen crazier shit to where you're like i can facilitate through any situation right i've been down these almost roads. like doing yeah. crowd work when you first start doing it you have to like you know the first time i feel like i took a turn with crowd work and got really good was when i uh was doing a holiday show at the ice house and i was like uh happy holidays and this one, one woman right off the bat goes bah humbug and i was like oh what's got you down so so uh so quickly and she's like my husband passed away uh, during the holidays last year, I'm a mm. widow with four kids. Right off the bat, I just kind of mm. pause and go, thanks for bringing the show down right off the bat. And then <laughs> that got a big laugh. And then, like, I talked to her for a little bit and, like, worked through it. And the crowd was on my side because it was so weird. Right. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I kept being like, well, you know what? You're going to find uh, you're gonna find somebody else. And she kept, and then she goes, like, no, you know, I'm fine. I've been trying to get back. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Easy. You had your moment. All right? <laughs> like, but it was like, but I've been through so much shit to where I was like, all right, I can handle right, this. I can handle I these things. That's yeah. how it is for you. 
Yeah, and uh, and also your report the comedians is is great, and that's essential for that part of it because um, like when you had Bobby Leon and Corolla, you can tell you guys have some camaraderie. Yeah, it definitely helps easier with comedians. Like yeah. sometimes we're sitting mm-hmm. there with like some celebrities that I don't know that Howie Mandel because he's there every day. <coughs> Gen- he uh, Jenner's, <coughs> Jenner's. Yeah, like the Jenner's, <coughs> bro. The freaking older one. <laughs> wow, dude. The little one kind of reminded me of like a little Muppet, but the older <laughs> one, bro. Wow. Wait a minute. The who'd most you... beautiful girl that God ever made, I think, man. Good lord. Who's the older one. You mean uh... Kendall. This is eighteen-year-old. Yeah, this is Kardashian. Oh, right. The little one seemed like an accessory of hers, kind of. <laughs> but here's why, though. Like I only say this she's younger, right. she's quieter, mm-hmm. or in this environment she was, and the and you know, and Kendall's older. She's a little bit more experienced, and she's just very, like the probably. Per- yeah, man, she's pretty. She seemed pretty <laughs> oh, down. God. She seemed DTF, man. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know if that's true. Man. <laughs> Wait, that sounds, no. makes it sound cool. <laughs> All good, man. Now, that, like, because they aren't necessarily actresses, and not necessarily, and then certainly not, not comedians. Necessarily, uh, what are you, Jesus, I'm the Kardashians. Tr- they're not fucking anything. Wow. Okay. They've been through Stella Adler's training. <laughs> not but, necessarily. But like, how like how is that with them? Like, did they, did they have problems telling people to do crazy shit, or were they all about it? They lost. Uh, no, they the older one really got into it, and the younger one just mm-hmm. kind of seemed like she's just been on this like you know i don't know i think the older one kind of gets that they're in the entertainment business and that this is their livelihood now okay and that they need to master you know or take advantage of every moment i think the older one actually seems like that kindle and then the younger one seemed a little bit just kind of whatever by it you know i mean she's still a 16 year old at yeah, least at right. 18 you're still a teen but maybe but that's the thing about the older one she just seems like she gets like oh this is such a great opportunity in the world like not this particular tv show but every opportunity yeah you know? yeah and then um, I think I heard you say in, in an interview that they actually like went out and started. Oh yeah, they yelling. went out and actually started yelling at, or like because during the thing, one of the people in the in the show, one of the contestants said, yeah. "I'm crazy, but I'm not like a Kardashian, but I'm not slutty like one." That's what somebody said in the show, and, wow. and they're and not and the, and the person being pranked. Yes, not the person with the earpiece. Yes. Oh wow! And so then okay. they're they're both sitting there like we have to go, like we have to find a way to get into the scene now. Yeah, so we got to defend our they family. They went out and sat out at the table, and it was like, and then you just see this <laughs> the black girl who was like had no clue what was going on. You that's see her awesome. Face that's great TV. Up. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was fun. I mean, that's a, that's the type of those are the type of real moments that we're going to need in our pitch for splitting the difference. Yeah, dude, I like <laughs> it, man. I mean, have you ever had? Uh, did you ever have any any contestants where it got insane, where you weren't like allowed yeah. to air? Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a couple of we had this uh, African American couple. Sometimes mm-hmm. I call it a black couple, and <laughs> okay. we had them sit down, and uh, they. Um, and so we get the woman back behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and she seems a little out of it and stuff, but she's ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. And we send her back out, and then we're like, all right, for $250, you need to say this, you know? Yeah. But meanwhile, the black guy, had been, her friend, had been looking through her phone, and it was obviously a pimp and prostitute situation. Oh, Right shit. then, immediately, I oh, see it, right? I'm God. like, boom, I see what's going on. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you've been fucking with Fredericks? <laughs> First of all... Who has Frederick plural, yeah. right? As their first or only name. That's oh, you've been name. fucking with Frederick, son? It's like what? Frederick's of Hollywood? Yeah. Like- say something. Say something, right? Just daring this woman to say something like Holy he's going to punch shit. her, right? Because he has no clue what's going on. Yeah. And the woman, it's like, for $250, you need to use applesauce in a sentence, right? Awesome. And uh, who, <laughs> says he's like, who says huh? this? Whoever was with you, I'm trying to think who it was that day. Uh... Bob Saget. <laughs> I don't even remember. It may have been Rich Eisen. Okay. Actually, was there? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, his, his didn't air yet. It might still air, but that's I don't know. awesome. But um, so yeah, and so we're like, uh, uh, finally, I'm like, uh, yeah, we gotta. This is 
if she says applesauce, <laughs> that's the only thing she's going to be able to eat for the rest of her life. Right. Right? Like, like, yeah, it's so not going to work. Down. But then at the same time, you know that she's going to do that because you're saying for $250, oh, yeah. she's like, wait, use applesauce and a sentence. I just have to suck a dick for $250. This is way easier. I'm down. Oh, well, we had to pull the plug just because somebody could get hurt. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah, you hear yeah. about those stories with punks, too, that like, I mean, there was a time, I guess, uh, Ran- Steve Ranzizi was saying that like uh, 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 he was punking a rod and doing this whole thing mm-hmm. where he was like hitting on a rod's girl and like wow. and all and then being like suggestive that he like hooked up with her and i guess a rod fucking like pulled him close and was like you better fuck him like ease up real quick man it's just <laughs> gonna get fucking and they couldn't air it because like and then they afterwards they in, and they kept telling ranzizi to stay in it and be like don't fucking get out of there wow. man like yeah. i might clock you and then at the end he was like hey you're punked i'm just kidding man <laughs> and then i was like the fuck man and he was like you want to sign this real quick and he was like eat a dick man no way Dang. why would i want that to be on tv yeah and and they didn't end up airing it. Wow. But, you know, but, but, but I mean, I guess uh, what's the line with how far you get to where? I guess we just talked about it. But I mean, you always want to hope that it doesn't get too crazy, so you can an- can air it, right? Right. I guess so. I mean, there's times when I'm like, I feel like we could make our way through this one, you know. But sometimes it's weird. They'll air on this the side balancing of- act because you probably like with that pimp and the like. You're, you're like, all right, well, how could we be? Not as crazy and still with this air, but you want to. It's like gambling. You're like fucking. If I double down here and like we get a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. one more great TV right. moment. You one know? more great TV moment. But then, the, but then the the executives are there and they're always like thinking about like insurance and that yeah, kind of and some things I'm not sued. thinking about. That's know? a pro- dude. Well, as you as well. Yeah, I leave at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> but also like you should only be concerned with like trying to get the best funny out of it. And- right. And we have we have a good time. I mean, we have a lot of good time with the guests that they don't really show on the show. Like, uh, you know, that's just such a blast. So, I mean, it's been cool, man. It's been a great time being around Howie Mandel. Is great. You know, he's uh, he's just such an interesting interesting man. So, well, sure, he's a guy that made that made a living doing comedy, and his big bit was putting a glove on his head and like blowing it up, and <laughs> and he he turned that into an amazing career. So you're like, yeah, this guy is good. Now, d- does he's this a whole, great salesman. Yeah, d- d- yeah, he can sell you. I mean, jokes, biz, bu- buildings. He can, mm-hmm. and he also was an actor for a long time with Denzel yeah. Washington and uh, what was that? Uh, I'll pull it up. I can't even remember what it is right now. Mm-hmm. St. Elsewhere. That's what it was. Oh, oh shit. shit. Okay. Yeah, it was like a little is bit he, right, right. It was during our time, but we were young. Do you talk comedy with him ever too? Because like there's, that's a guy that's like, I mean, uh, used to be, I mean, Tonight Show and I mean, just has been around and, and done so much like right. uh, now, now he's doing like the Mirage once a month and like yeah. selling out like he's at that sort of level. I mean, now. wasn't he, I mean, he came to the comedy store with Letterman and Roseanne and Pryor, right? I mean, like he's yeah, he'll tell some stories. I mean, you know, I'll ask him about things. He has so many stories. I think he just even forgets about some of it, you know, but like we went to the upfronts recently and which was mm-hmm. pretty cool because I get to ride on this charter jet with. Like CeeLo, Steve Carell was on there. Shut the fuck up. Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Right, like right, the, right. Now, uh, uh, for those that aren't in, in the industry, explain what the upfronts are. It's like this thing where you go to like the to New York and they show like a, a network shows off like their entertainers right. to advertisers and say like, hey, this is what we got this year. Yes, this is what's okay. going to be on, and they show like these big pitches, kind of or big packages, and then like the. The CEO will get up and talk about uh, the network and what they're doing that that fall or that spring. Wow, that's a- uh, and it was pretty cool, man. I thought it was just going to be like me and Howie and like some people from our show, you know, yeah. right? And um, but it was like I get on and I'm like, whoa, there, you know, like there's all like these famous like I sat next to this lady f- who was in the um the what was it? commercials Kevin Costner <laughs> yeah. when he was like taking over for the Indians back in the day like the land oh Dances with Wolves Dances with Wolves who was the love interest in that <laughs> by oh, the wow. way 
<clears throat> By the way, <clears throat> I hope that was the original pitch for the movie. <laughs> it's Kevin Costner. He's taking yeah. over land from some dogs and shit. Yeah, you know what's happening. <laughs> what are we going to call it? I don't know. Fucking <laughs> boogies with pugs. Boogies with pugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like where your head's at. <laughs> maybe if we streamline it just a little bit. Maybe if it's wolves, something a little more dangerous. I don't know. I kind of like boogies with pugs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it'll yeah. work out. <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, that was there. it, man. So that was just you know, like yeah, Mary McDonald's the lady's name, but anyway, like I didn't, you know, and there was all these just like you know, talented actors and actresses and people that I didn't know, and it was because so I don't watch any television, but it was yeah. very interesting. And so when you get there, and the advertisers, what what are they watching for? Like, is it like heads of like Radio Shack and Quiznos and fucking? I guess it is. You never actually plays Adam Ray them. shops. These are the two places I've been buying to get sponsorship <laughs> from since I got just, into the comedy game. He's just naming this off like Radio Shack, Quiznos. <laughs> Was the CEO of Pop Tarts there? Dude, all I want is oh, free Pop batteries and free broccoli cheddar sticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very simple man. He yeah, does yeah. that. Come he's, on, man. Beefaroni. Hey, Chef Bardi, if you're listening, man, I got an opening. Lots <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now and and now it, it's always like. It's hard enough to get a show on the air no and, get, and get involved in the show. Now you have a season two. Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, gonna, we actually have a second order for our season How two. So this is you? actually almost like a season three. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm super excited. You know, like I. I don't get way excited about things. I guess, but yeah. I'm. You know, I just feel like really thankful, really grateful. I'm happy to have you know food. I'm happy to you know Work. not have debt. I'm happy to have a job and a job that's dope, man. You haven't. It's not a sellout job. It's not something where you're. Um, also, being a host, it's a very fine line. Like, because uh, uh, we we're talking about this of being like a talking head and just setting up rules for right. The I'm show. a facilitator. Yeah. Like, yes. I thought, like, I, in, in, as comedians, you want to be the center of attention, right. you know. And that is not this job. And you it, see some guys that just go host a show, like a supermarket sweep, and they're just fucking. They, they, their only opportunity to be funny is PC banter, being right. like, "I saw you get all that coffee, Jared. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, you got enough toilet paper at home." You know, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh, get that's the hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're listening. Uh, careers of Supermarket Sweep. I'll host that show at the drop of a hat. <laughs> so good. I met that host one time. At, really? Uh, was it some Wink? weird audition? Wink Martindale was that his name? What um, the fuck? Drink nine remember. if you're playing at home. <laughs> <laughs> For the first Wink Martindale reference in the history of show business. What? <laughs> I, 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 I think his name was Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale. Look that up that right now. I'm, if I'm, you're right, I'm, I'm buying you. Is that a Native today. American name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he, he was the third lead in uh, Dance of the Wolves. I, think that, was, I think that was the name of like a dancer in a Cirque du Soleil show that used to blow all the staff. <laughs> Did you get a Wink Martindale last night? I sure did, man. Twice during the backflips. Twink Martindale is a gay person that does the same thing. Do you know, and my favorite stat of any comedian is that Kirk Fox was in The Patriot. What? He was? Yeah. We had him on this podcast, yeah. and we thought our we, we, we thought the best Kirk Fox stat was that he dated Clint Eastwood's daughter. Uh-uh. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Which one? I, the I hot know. one? I don't know. We were like, did you just do it just to get close to Clint? He's like, oh, yeah. I was just trying to become <laughs> friends with Clint. You know? And he, what, he, what was the line he said? He just wanted to hear Clint say... What was the line? Make my day. I don't know. Go ahead, punk. There's something about my daughter. I don't know. Go ahead, make my daughter. (laughs) A baby. (laughs) David, make my grandson. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, David Rupecht. 
David, right. uh, that's well, who's Wink Martindale? That sounds like uh, a rabbi that touched you. Are you sure that's a real person? <laughs> Wink, yes, Wink Martindale. Wait, somebody touched Brad outside the school playground and goes, "Hey, if anybody ever tells you this, his real name was like Jeffrey Goldblum, and he was like, if anyone tells you who this was, you say Wink Martindale touched you, and he's like, okay, yeah, Wink Martindale was an, was so say it casually, like it's still not absolutely insane. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, he played. He, he hosted Trivial Pursuit, the the game show. I mean, and the uh, the Lifetime quiz show Debt. Yeah, uh, he, he 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 has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, wow. motherfucker. All right, well I take I, everything back. Me too. Yeah, Wink Martindale. Look up his damn Wikipedia, then talk to me. I'd yes. love to have that career. Jesus, <laughs> I know. What do you got to do to get a star on the Walk of Fame? Uh, apparently, host a Lifetime game show. <laughs> apparently, wink at uh, the wink? male execs when you go in the room. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's probably how I got uh, the nickname. Did you think um, that uh, your first what ta- was Road Rules? Uh, your first taste of like. TV. And all. Yeah, Road Rules. I was just going to college, and then they had to set auditions on our campus. And I auditioned one year, and I didn't get it. And then the next year, I auditioned. They had auditions at my other. I switched to a different college, and they had auditions there. Oh, so they're like, How? oh, this guy's new. You're like, nah, I've done, I'm, I've done this before. I'm yeah. a seasoned pro. Is it nice yeah, to be a little bit seasoned? Is it nice to be at a point to? Uh, and I want to talk about that stuff for a minute because that's. That I mean, Road Rules, Real World was fucking at that time probably the biggest thing on television. It was fun, man. I mean, it was. I honestly, for a while, like I remember there were times where I would go out, like at places, and you would literally just be like surrounded by people and mobbed. Like it was crazy. This is before they really had camera phones, kind of. This yeah, was in yeah. like two thousand, and it was the first taste of reality shows, really, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they'd been on the air for about five or six years. Real World was the original, taking one, average people. Uh, and just making that and, and, and giving you a chance to like have, and I think that's why you stood out because fucking you, uh, had this, uh, you know, hilarious background and you, yeah, you were bringing more to be funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, it was, you know, was it was the crazy, process? but you had no money. That was the thing. Like uh-huh. you were way popular, but I mean, I was at the bus stop. I mean, you were getting recognized by everybody at the fucking bus stop. Like Did you capitalize. I mean, I, I mean, over the years, I can't even tell you the insane scenarios that, that I've that I've been in or went through. Go. Like just lots of bus stop sex. That's, that's another audio book. <laughs> I mean, the things that occurred over the years. Wait, so how, what's the audition process like? The audition process was like you first went to like a bar or something that they had. I think they did like eight college campuses a year, and they would. You know, you could come from anywhere, and then they just had, uh, you'd wait at the bar in line, and they would sit you at a group table, almost like this, mm-hmm. you know, with enough seats for maybe eight or ten people, and somebody would field a question, like a producer would be like, okay, what do you feel like about same-sex marriages? And you would just go around the table, and everybody would kind of say what they thought, and you could rebuttal to people or whatever if you wanted to, I guess, and then mm-hmm. it took literally four minutes, and then that was it. Wow. And then if you did good, or they liked something about you, then while, as everybody was leaving, Somebody would tap you on the shoulder and say, here, go fill out this packet. And it was like the biggest packet you've ever seen. I swear to God, it was like the grapes of packet. Right? <laughs> and by, so the way, you, by the way, packet, Michael McDonald from Mad TV, and who was in the heat with me, uh, called Brad uh, his little packet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, really? yeah, so, yeah, so that's like a new nickname yeah. for dwarves is packet. <laughs> just had to, just that's kind of sweet. It, is, yeah. it was very interesting. It's my sugar packet. It's my sour packet. <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't like it? Like the best things comes in packets, you know, ketchup, mustard, honey, barbecue sauce. <laughs> awesome. 
some things come in packets. Yeah, you're in good company. Makes sense. Uh, all right. So yeah, they, so that was so the next thing you know, you have all these different rounds that you go through, and like you're doing interviews, like where you're recording yourself with therapists on the phone, and you have to mail wow. the tape in. Oh shit! And then you have to go to a regional interview where you just drive to somewhere, you know, within a couple states or a state or two, and, and you I'm have to guessing they do a background check on you too. Yeah, and they'll do background checks, and like then how many people have you made cry with food in their mouths? <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't even remember the things that I was saying, dude. I remember walking into a hotel there when they had regionals and it was like this is like the fifth interview and then uh, i was like man it smells like black people in this hallway right that's what i said when i was walking <laughs> in the hallway because this hotel was all black people worked and stayed at it it was like in a black area right mm-hmm. and it definitely smelled like black people like <laughs> sweet bread you know <laughs> And uh, and I remember that makes it better seeing their faces uh, like light up to like a yeah. millionth degree. And I wasn't being like ra- like oh man, this fucking smells like black, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, it smells like black people in here, doesn't? But like in a positive way, like we like said, like sweet bread. Yeah, like I, mean, sweet I bread. grew up around black people, like they smell like a couple different things. Just like white people smell like like two things. That's the thing too. Wet dogs is always one. Of them. <laughs> That's the thing too about your delivery and who you are, man. Like anytime you say something like that, it never comes off to me as ignorant or or racist or anything like that because. It's just like it, you can tell that's coming from your. It's sweet. How you it, yeah, it's sweet and, and it's genuine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just what it was. It really smelled like black people in there. Like, I mean, like heavily too. And uh, You're like, holy shit, is the Source Awards happening down the hall? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, uh, sweet bread might be a better way to describe it. Yeah, dude. Right, you get know, way racist, bro. <laughs> Whatever. Jesus Christ. Trying to tag on. But yeah, but you can probably say it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> As you're I'm on cute. the ground getting kicked. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so anyway, next to so I saw their eyes light up then, and then I realized, like, oh, okay, you can kind of push some buttons with these people, you know? Well, that's what they like, probably. Right. So then I kind of monitored that through the end of it. Um, and then also, I'd just never been anywhere. I mean, I'd never been anywhere. I didn't know. I mean, they had a group at our school growing up called Wham! It was Whites Against Mexicans. Oh, and we used to beat up this fuck? one. We didn't have any Mexicans. But it was like six <laughs> kids, and we beat up this one Asian kid who just because he. <laughs> he was I the guess, closest thing yeah. he had to a Mexican. He was the closest thing we had to a Mexican. <laughs> oh, you my know? God. But we, you know, it was. I mean, it was just kids. Travel, so road rules. Uh, explain to people. Real world. Everybody lived in the house. But real world. Everybody lives in the house. Road rules. You live in a camper, man, and it's fun. I mean, and you travel the country doing challenges. Yeah, doing weird stuff, just crazy games, you know. And they pitch yeah. you against each other, and there's uh, the competition yeah. element. And you'd play like people that they had just started the internet then, kind of. So you'd like mm-hmm. had an online team you had to play against, and we were like, oh, oh lord, like, everybody's curious about that. And yeah. one interesting fact, man, the most interesting thing about the road rules experience was they used to have this guy called the Roadmaster, and every week we would get this video every couple days and we'd put it in and he would tell us or a dvd or whatever and he would tell us what's next and it was like this mm-hmm. kind of max headroom kind of face you know okay. like yeah, distorted yeah. and was like this voice right and the person who did that it was one of an early gig that he had in town it was dwight schrute was our what rain wilson yeah how crazy is no that? shit Dude, wow, that's, that's a gr- incredible that's a, stat. That's a great piece it's of tra- trivia. It's crazy. So that's probably the whole, like, overall, that was the craziest thing that came out of it. And then I made one uh, a good friend named James who just had his wedding this weekend in West Virginia that I just went to. So I was going to so say, cool. do you keep in touch with anybody from that experience? Not really. Just, just James? Not really. Just James, maybe, like, two other people. But it started to get, like, the challenges and stuff started to get where, like, girls were fighting. And I didn't want to be associated with Oh, yeah, that's the real-world road rules challenge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when they start like doing competition the competition. Shows. Yeah. You've got to feel – oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I was going to say, like, um, you look at the cast, and I, I would say a good majority of the people that were on those shows, they want to parlay it into something. Yes. But – very few have. Very few. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Tank any, from the real world was in uh, yeah, uh, there, Van Wilder. I feel and like he hosts Wipeout now. I think he hosts Wipeout for Kids. Oh, that's yeah. the version. Yeah. He, There's he, Wipeout for Kids? I think yeah. Is. I mean... Brad? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
I will get knocked into a big vat of cotton candy. Why not? That'd be fun. But like, you're one of the only ones that was able to parlay it in, into something else. I mean, did you want? Did you wanted to do stand up from a long time, or was you were you looking around to see what else could I do? Like, yeah, at the end of the real world experience, yeah, uh, uh, real, real, real rules. Like, there's got to be a time when you're like, uh, uh, all right, like I've got this exposure, right? But like, also people are just seeing. I mean, also, but maybe like the whole reality show thing hadn't really been uh, so overexposed to where it wasn't going to hurt you, right? Or like, well, I mean, I think it definitely nobody was excited about putting me like on a sitcom or anything right. like that. You know, mm-hmm. it was way like that stuff was way way far off. And the first, it helped me get stage time. Yeah. So once I decided I'm not going to do this reality stuff anymore, that I'm going to do comedy and I'm going to pass up when they call and that kind of stuff. And it was tough sometimes because you know you can make some money and yeah, they were sure. like, hey, come be on this new show. Yeah, you right. go in You're debt. Pers- you go in debt being a comedian. What you were know? some the of the opportunities that were being thrown at you? It was just different challenges. It was another season of Road Rules. Actually, they brought old customers back and did a whole other original season. Wow. And I passed up that. I mean, that would have been nice. You know, it would have been yeah. some nice money. Um, but, yeah, but then you're not moving up. Right. You're just perpetuating right. it. Right. You know? and, you're, and you're just trying to hold on to that one thing, and you, you, you didn't want to do that. And yeah. I, I, I thought of one more guy that was able to parlay it into something, the the freaking Miz. Yeah, the Miz is great. The Miz is the, the WWE champion or he was. He lives not you're far like, from here. Yeah. Really? It's yeah. fucking nuts. He's like close. He's, he's a great. guy that's on a reality show that parlayed that into the hard world of professional wrestling. And I think both you and him had the thing in common where maybe the road rules, maybe the reality thing got you in the door, certainly. But then you have to have the talent to turn it into something. Right. The same way you and the same way The Miz did it. Like The Miz was like, because I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. When he came out, it was like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. He's just trying to be a wrestler. But then you see him wrestle, you're like, oh. Shit, he's good. Right, he can actually do it. Yeah, and, and he used to walk around at night and talk like a wrestler, and we'd be like, bro, shut the <laughs> fuck up. You're talking, he'd be on the porch, literally walking in circles, talking to himself like, you ninny, what are you going to do? <laughs> I swear to God. And we're like, what are you talking? You are insane, bro. Like, right. none of us have a future. <laughs> Sit down, you know? Would you ever get super, uh, would you guys drink and smoke pot during all these things? Or, I mean, when I you? first went, people were there that were like actual real humans. That had like jobs, and some of them were doctors. One of them went mm-hmm. on to be a governor, and the Miz was there. He went on to be a wrestler, and some of them had who, kids. Who went on to be a governor? Uh, this guy Sean from Real World Boston ended up. I think. Oh, he's like the, the fireman guy? Uh, he might have been a fireman. I think yeah. he's the governor. If you say it higher with your voice, maybe that would be the right answer. Now that's a that's a South Park character. Yeah, that's every that's what that that's the noise everyone thinks I should make when I talk. <laughs> oh, he's four foot four. He probably walks down the street like, hey, I'm gonna get a subway sandwich. He's trying to get a subway sandwich. Go I mean, now you now yeah, I'm really really bummed you don't talk to. Dude, me. you should do a video where you go to Home Depot and just scale the fucking walls looking for shit for people. <laughs> You're like, what are you looking for? You just throw a fucking, like, like a, a hook and a, yeah. Yeah, take out, like, the Batman grappling hook gun and go, all right, I'll get that ladder for you. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's several little videos like that we've we've conjured up. We talked about putting him in a uh, screw. crazy. I've never really spent that much time around, like. Yeah. Like, we want to like, put him in a McDonald's ball pit and, like, have, like, him in, like, a onesie and, like, challenging kids who are in there to fight. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. First of all, pop, first of all, popping out of the balls and scaring people <laughs> would be a great thing. Yeah, like a wrestling onesie going, what you gonna do? <laughs> Be fucking fun. Yeah, what are you gonna do for that Big Mac? Is yeah. what you call it. But like, uh, but basically, what I'm saying is, I mean, 
For, yeah, it was a tough transfer. Yeah. And because you're overcoming that stigma of, oh, this is just some reality guy. Because there are people that just sort of try comedy and they think, well, I got famous in something else. I can try like comedy. And I'm yeah. saying that mm-hmm. Steve bad or that he's not entertaining. He's a great stage performer. Sure. But to really become a sort of, you know, you have to re- comedy is something you can't, your dad can't give it to you. You can't no. just. Get it. You've worked hard. And that's why I think that's why I wanted to do it because I was like, well, this other thing is something that just happened to me. Mm-hmm. And now my life's definitely askew from it, you know, because I don't, you know, like you can't just, you couldn't just normally just be yourself and chill. You couldn't lie to people that easily anymore and say you were like a dentist or whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. So now you like had to have something. So I was like, well, I'm going to go do something that nobody could say that this was because of anything else. So I think that's mm-hmm. why I chose comedy. I think it's probably why all of us chose it a little bit, that yeah. chip on yeah. your shoulder. Oh, yeah, and then it's something that you're in complete control of, and, and especially in something uh, like Road Rules where through the magic of editing, they kind of they, they kind of make you seem like, like yeah. if, if they want you to feel and fill out this character arc that they have an idea for you, they can like, all right, well, let's only take the parts where he got in fights with people or only said racist comments, then he's like the racist from Louisiana or something. But now <laughs> sweet bread comment. Yeah, <laughs> let's just, let's just let's have put that. Put that on a loop. <laughs> but but now, <laughs> but now as a comic, you don't have that. You don't have the producer. You don't have the story editor. Yeah. You're you're the writer. You're the director. You're the you're the producer, and you get to present however you want to be. And I, I think uh, and. And you and I've seen you at the Laugh Factory. I've seen you at the Improv. You kill it, dude. You add, everybody you loves you. Everybody, everybody loves to watch you too, man. Like that's great. Yeah, do you, you love you know, stand you guys too. I mean, yeah, I think I definitely like it. I mean, I get nervous sometimes with where all everybody get, records everything, and people. Sure. Some people can't say what they want to say anymore. I feel right. Like. Well, yeah, you can't even practice real shit. You know. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because yeah, then people take. Do you guys it worry about that? I, I I I do. Uh, Lord knows, like when they release videos of people. I, I remember when the, when the Tracy Morgan thing happened. Not uh, not not the accident recently, but when he, they said that he was he would stab his son if he, if he was gay. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh my god, Tracy yeah. Morgan hates gay people. It's like, no, he's working out. A joke. Maybe that wasn't ready yet, but he has to have, you know. <laughs> well, okay. You know. I mean. Maybe, maybe the whole. Uh, I don't know maybe, what joke. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah but, we, like, we can talk about that if we but, want to. But you know what I mean? Like, we have to be allowed that freedom because, yeah, we're going to fail sometimes. Right. And Lord knows I've said some stuff on stage that if taken out of context would be like, oh, my God. I think that's Brad's a strong. A psycho. Yeah, yeah. That's a strong yeah. example, though. I mean, there's. Sure. I mean. I don't know what that joke is either with that Tracy Morgan thing, but like mm-hmm. that type of thing, you just got to know if you're like. I don't know. That's, yeah, I mean, uh, was there a joke there, or like or he yeah. just said he would? That was his I, in his head. That was the punchline. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. I, I think just yeah, like if his son came home, it's it ironic. The first time I ever saw Tracy Morgan was at that hotel, the Andaz, whatever. It's right next yeah. to the uh, comedy store. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like the first week I was ever in town. I was in that lobby, and Tracy Morgan was in there arguing with cops with a knife in his hand, a butcher knife with his shirt off, and he was saying, "You telling me." Oh, I get a knife. There's a white man running down the street right now who came at me with a knife, and I'm wrong. I'm, why aren't y'all out there chasing a white man who's running down Sunset Boulevard with a knife right now? Like, making this huge spectacle. Like, almost shit. like it was a performance. Yeah. And these two cops, like, don't even know what to do. Right. They're like, I don't know. I got Brian Fellow telling me that I'm a racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this that is was really the first weird. thing I, like, the first thing I ever saw in L.A. was that, man. It was pretty crazy. That's incredible. But I, he had a knife, man. He loves to have a shirt off and loves to have a knife. Hey, man. It's, you, everyone's got to have a calling card. It's true. And, you, and did he smell like sweet bread? I don't. I didn't get that close to him. 
But one time I was doing a challenge actually in New Mexico for the Road Rules stuff, and uh, Tracy Morgan was there, and I got up and did some comedy, and uh, it didn't go very well because <laughs> it wasn't a real comedy club; it was just at a bar where they had a microphone. And right. All your friends always think, "Oh, this is a great spot to do it, oh, right?" Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, at this freaking funeral service, right? <laughs> they got a mic, bro. They got two speakers. Perfect. That's all we need. Pick me up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and but he was there. Like, dude, that eulogy was not that funny. <laughs> And but, he gave me some advice, but it was not good advice. I don't remember what it was. Have you gotten great? I mean, Howie would probably be. Do you have a mentor in this business, though? Or have there? I don't really. Howie's at some good point, though. As you've gone along, has had like, like for me, Brett Ernst gave me some you know decent advice at a at a point where I like was really needing it, and I feel like uh, I've always you know remember that. But do you have anything like that? That's one of my friends. Actually, and it was this. There was this. The Rodels guy's wedding I just went to. He told me one day. He said, he he said he asked me. He said, "Have you ever worked really hard at something in your life that it didn't pan out?" Like, really worked at it. Like, really worked hard at something where it didn't come to fruition. And I've just really thought about it, and I was like, no, you know? And it yeah. just made me think that I guess if you really work hard at something, right. it's, then it'll happen. Yeah, it'll, it'll and happen. what capacity, I don't know. You sure. know what capacity, we don't know. Yeah, there's sure, so, so many things that are out of our control and how, you know, and not everybody's going to work hard and become Will Smith, but right. you could, uh, hey, I'll, I'll take DJ Jazzy Jeff's <laughs> career. <laughs> really? That's- He's not bad. If he had an act, he could be getting killer stage time. Oh my god! There's so many guys like that that if they just pop into stand, like there's that's what's great too about all these guys who are like like Chris Kattan or uh, or Steve O. You know, guys that are now like parlaying their uh, attention they got from that into stand up. Like there's gonna be more of those popping up. Like fucking right. It's crazy because mm-hmm. imagine how we weak Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah, from, uh, does he do it now? Fresh Prince. No, he but could. I'm saying that's another one. If he did, you wouldn't go see him at the Improv. I'd go see him. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. And if, if, if he closed with the fucking Carlton dance, <laughs> that's all he needs it. to do. It's he, not unusual. Yeah, to be he, loved, he could do one that's hour closed, right? of, of just nothing, but as long as he closes <laughs> with that dance, you're like greatest show ever. Fuck yeah, that's true, man. But but here's what I want our our listeners to take from this, and yeah. and uh, and uh, then we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Is that you're not the guy that comes in and just says I was on road rules or whatever. Yeah, like, I never told you, a joke about it. Actually. Yeah, like you've got legitimate material. You're a legitimate funny comedian, as as, as we heard from that clip. So I don't want people to think like Ah, you just got this or whatever. No, you got this because you busted your ass. You go to the clubs every night. You're on tour. You're on the road, and you're funny as hell. And I know that if our listeners go out to see you, they will have a great time. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that, yeah, dude. I, I mean, it's, I think it's we're all overcoming little hurdles, whether they're our own or ones that are in the industry. Well, now. little hurdles are pretty big for me too. But <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, it's a lot. It's, it's it's you can't, can't say anything around this guy. Can't turn it off, man. Always making you feel bad. It's a long God. way to jump. That's all I'm saying. Guys. Come on. Yeah, that's true, huh? You have the hurdles with the ladder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need that fucking Batman grappling hook gun again. Uh, so, so where can our listeners find you on yeah, the just at Theo Von T H E O V O N and uh, check out cranktext.com. I'm sure you uh, you guys will enjoy it. It's definitely uh, help get through work and your and specials on uh, iTunes specials on iTunes and uh, we got the deal with the show comes back on TBS in October and it'll be uh, on Wednesday nights at 930 you can check that out and um, hopefully we'll have these guys on as guests soon yeah, damn right. if I have anything to say about it dude I'd, it would be awesome well, I mean, that'd be incredible yeah uh, Theo thank you so much for coming out man. yeah thank you guys man. I'm, clap, I'm clapping back at you guys yeah. I'm not clapping for me <laughs> If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me. 
takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.